We have to call it the robot. Too. It's not AI. Now it's, I'm no, calling it the now robot. It's the robot. The robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's my pet name for it. Let's start. Let's start. You, then we should be rolling. Okay. I'm a slow you can even I think we me. are rolling. Are we rolling? We're rolling. We've oh. been rolling. I didn't even get to do my intro. You know I love it. <laughs> Go for you know it. I love it. Lem, Lem can clip it in. <laughs> we can clip it in at this point. Good afternoon or good evening, and welcome back, everyone, to this hiatus-ending Good Leader podcast. We have three infamous participants today, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram or wherever you, you see us, we're getting more and more visual with this podcast on. I used to be able to just show up in um, you know sweatpants or your favorite, just wear a beanie. Yeah. Wear a beanie no and beanie a hoodie. Today. No, you no got to do your hair. Today. You know? <laughs> you look nice, I, I by the way. I had to wash it. Dressed up. Yeah, I, it's not intentional for the. I actually forgot we were recording today until I saw Lem's face and I was like, "Ooh, you know good thing I washed my hair." That's the kind. Man. Of, that's the good. kind of incredible preparation our people are used to. Good thing I wore clean clothes. Yeah, Lem's here. I'm here. I ironed my shirt. I, I'm your host, Jared Anthony Murr. We are back. The reason we've been on hiatus because we're working. We're busy people. We, we have been working, and uh, at some point over the next few episodes of the Good Leader Podcast, we'll talk about walking through some difficult seasons, busy seasons. But my quick lesson is: sometimes you got to stop something. And we had to stop the podcast. We had to willfully look at it and be like, "Okay, what what are we going to stop doing in order to continue our business growth and continue doing what we're doing?" We had to reshift all kinds of staffing decisions. We did a lot of stuff, and we had to be- take. Take podcasting to the back burner. We had to get better before bigger, that's as right. they say. Oh, wow. What Look a mantra. You. Look at that. You know, that's an original. That's no way. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty solid. I was no, like, it's it seems not like somebody original. should have said no, it at someone some else point said before. It. Yeah, I still don't know who. Well, you honestly. just got back from Gallup, so I figure you're chock full of one-liners. I figured you'd come in guns That's actually one I've said all my leadership uh, tenure, my t- <laughs> my tenured leadership uh, lifetime. Well, you... <laughs> um, it, it's been short but long years. You okay, know? that's that's how I've been leading. Leadership <laughs> dog is like years, dog as years. They say. Leadership yeah. is like dog years. Yeah, you can look back and be like, oh, several years ago, that was last month. On that was last month that we yep. dealt with that. So that it, was, it but, happens. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what? It felt like last year, and so uh, yeah. Ever since I started leading back at the ripe age of about eight years old, <laughs> I. Um, I've been saying that, yeah, better before bigger. I like and it. Another one, leave it better than you found it. We say that a lot around here. That's yeah, really caught on. That's a good one. But neither of those are original. Okay. I would like to take the credit. Well, we've been trying to do that, get better before we get bigger. And getting better today, Lemuel has a phenomenal outline to get us ready. He is using chat GPT today. I'm going to let you set this up, but we, we don't know what to talk about. So Man. you're going to get, you wanted to get some ideas uh, from the robot. Yeah, I love that we're calling it the robot, too, because that's what it feels like. It's like, okay. You can AI, throw me into the bus. You can make fun of me. I, mean, I called it the robot. No, I'm not throwing shade because we've all seen... <laughs> it's our pet name. We, we've all seen these movies the past 10 years. Yes. They're, they're taking over. 10 years? Terminator came out in 85. I mean, I know how this ends. Today, they're taking over our podcast, so let's call it the robot. The robot. Okay, the robots are taking over. <laughs> you're going to ask it. You're going to ask it questions. We're going to give our responses, and that's going to be that's going to be the episode so, today. So, I mean, basically what I've got ready to... To prompt it is, we're doing a leadership podcast. Give us seven questions about leadership that we can answer today. Oh, I like we can, that. We can pick seven. the best seven. Three. That sounds like a lot. Ooh. We can do all seven. We can pick the best three. Uh, oh, options. Okay. Yeah. I I tend to over-explain. Okay. I can limit myself. Okay. If we're going to do seven questions, I don't think we need a seven-hour podcast. All right. But yeah, yeah. You all hit right. it. You hit Here us with your go. best shot. Here we go. Fire away. <clears throat> Let's see if it it can create some some great stuff. Number one. 
What does leadership mean to you personally, and how does your understanding of leadership, how has it evolved over time? I actually have a phenomenal answer for this, Anj. I don't know if you mind me taking it first. Go for it. Go what for does, it. Especially as it has, it has evolved over time. That's a, that's a great caveat to, to that question. Oh, I, yeah, you take this one. Yeah, because you got way more time than the rest of us, Jared. Yes, I caught that. <laughs> leadership, to me, is not doing more, okay? Leadership used to, especially early on in my career, uh, I really felt that leaders were doers. And you still get things done, but there's a difference in doing something and getting something done. Mm. That's my first leadership lesson, I would say. How's leadership evolved? There is a, a distinct difference between doing something and getting something done. And the better leaders get more done by doing less. Mm -hmm. And that means delegation, that means trusting a team, all those types of things. I've come up with this phrase that I've used recently that is my latest, I wouldn't say definition of leadership. I don't know that there is... Here's another thing. The older I get, the more I don't necessarily believe there is a definition of leadership, but more leadership ideas and thoughts that help us understand it. Yep. So here's my latest leadership thought. Leadership, the, the goal of leadership is to accomplish a vision with as little interference as possible. Mm -hmm. That's my new understanding of leadership for me. So mm -hmm. as a leader, I have a vision. I have something I want to accomplish, or we as a group have a vision. We have something we want to accomplish as an organization. Great. I want to accomplish that vision with as little interference from me as possible. Mm. So that means if the team is doing their job and we're accomplishing vision, I don't have to interfere at all. I don't have to do anything. And that's great. That means I'm winning. Mm. I used to think that meant I was maybe a bad leader or I was being inattentive. I still pay attention, but I don't have to do anything right now. They're getting it. Oh, something is broken. We are misaligned. Our vision's not being accomplished. Then I need to interfere positively to reshape that, redirect, maybe hire someone different, maybe do something, maybe do something but that's to accomplish a vision. So that's my latest understanding. And I like it. The more I say it, the more I like it. I like it. All right. Retweet. Next question. You want to take this one on? I don't know. What is it? Depends on the Here question. Yeah, what what are it? some key qualities or traits that you believe are essential for effective leadership? Oh, this is up your alley. You should definitely take this one. <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, too many to choose from. You don't have to be a man. You know? uh, I disagree. It doesn't say all. It's I disagree. Some. Ooh, so you can woman. Pick, pick your top two. Uh, okay, my top. Well... I think my top two, man, this has also evolved over time. There's Absolutely. a lot of seasons I would have said a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, humility in my, in my young, when I was um, 13, would have been my first. That is really important still. Servant leadership, it's great. Uh, but I've learned those are kind of like the easy answers. Like, Ooh, mm, okay, you can, okay. Like, oh, be a servant leader. Like, you know, pick up a chair. Um, I learned if you're like actually going to serve people, you have to do some of the really uncomfortable things, mm -hmm. which can often be number one, clarity. I think that's really important in a leader is being able to um, clarify and then re-clarify and then <laughs> clarify again. Uh, we've been reminding our kind of leadership team here, I think every meeting now, and they say it back to me at this point, that we are CROs, chief reminding officers, mm. uh, every single one of us. And that is the mark of leadership. So um, clarity would be one. And then I would say uh, the ability to apologize. Hmm. Being able to apologize uh, and being able to cast a clear and compelling vision for people to follow are two marks that I've kind of seen in leadership. That's great. That's great. Retweet, Come on. as the kids would say. 
Do you guys have anything else like, to add so far? We want to keep going. Keep Do we going. want to go through all seven of these? We might. We're, we're on a good we're pace. We're kind of going. Right. Yeah. Number three. Faster right. than I thought we would. Jared, this one's for you. Can you share a personal example or experience where your leadership skills were tested or challenged? <laughs> um, mm. I've had a pretty easy, smooth sailing uh, in my leadership journeys. Um, I would say I have a few. Let me, let, let's ask, uh, let's follow up with a question on chat GPT. Okay. Okay. So, because that's a broad question. I could go a hundred different directions yeah. with it. So yeah, I want to know, clear, what does robot? the robot want to know? Yeah. Be more clear. The robot's you know, not a good leader. Not a good leader. Provide clarity. I just heard be that. Be more clear. On question number three or whatever. Yeah. What do you mean? What kind of thing do you want? Do you want like emotional All right, security? What... Do you want tactical strategy? I feel like I've done a few different things, both successfully and unsuccessfully. Yeah. I, have, I have stories of both. All right. I don't know if this is great, but it's okay. Can you share a personal example or experience where you face a challenging leadership situation? How did you handle it, and what were specific challenges you encountered? And what valuable lessons did you? Did you so you get to answer all seven questions. <laughs> okay. All right. All all seven questions. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I will say this. Um, let me give maybe the overall answer. Uh, you have to always. You have to always lead yourself first. So in any situation, if you're not leading yourself well, you are not going to lead others well. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is the challenging situations, um, you want challenging circumstances. You don't want existential crises. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, and this goes back to, I think, two things for me. One is my faith. So I, my identity is not wrapped up in the success or failure of a company that I happen to be leading today. Mm -hmm. My identity is in Christ. Um, it, that's, where I, that's where I find joy, um, a lasting joy. That's where I find security. And I'm not even here to preach a sermon today, but that's just the truth. The truth of the matter is, and I've even said, like I have a lot of energy whenever I present, and people often comment, often, 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 because I'm presenting to leaders and managers all across the country, and they're saying, wow, you have been on your feet all day leading how do you do that? And I think that actually my energy comes from that security. Like the, I have the big questions answered for me. And you, all of us have to answer those biggest questions of life for ourselves. Lead yourself first. So that means secondarily, it's from my faith, but I know my core values. And I know the things that are not non-negotiables for me. So when it comes to mm -hmm. ethical behavior, ethical behavior, working with integrity, I have to lead myself first. So that when a crisis comes, I am either A, already walking in integrity. If you are walking in integrity, it is 10,000 times easier to lead through a crisis. Mm -hmm. If you are not walking with integrity and you're trying to lead through crisis, it is probably gonna, it's probably gonna uh, present compounding failure. Mm. This is where if, you've, you know, if you ever pay attention to like big, big crises, um, I'm talking like big corporate downfalls, they, they always say, well, the cover-up was worse than the actual event. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why was the cover-up worse than the actual event? It's because those leaders were not operating with integrity to do what Ange said, wow. apologize quickly, to own it, and to say, listen, we've messed up. Even if it cost me my job, but I'm going to walk, I'm going to lead myself first, I'm going to walk with integrity, and I'm going to lead through crisis through this. Wow. Nope, we tried to cover it up. We, we tried to downplay it. It's not as bad as it seems. We're going to change this here. Wow. We're going to keep these people quiet. We're going to do this. And then, yeah. oh, it blows up again. Wow. Yeah. That, that's profound because it seems like harder work to work on yourself and the integrity of um, maybe your team or the organization. It's harder to do rather than wait until the, the challenge happens, then you, then yes. you deal with it. 
And, and to continue that then, as we're talking this out, you can never control the circumstances of the crisis, yeah. but I can control myself. I can lead myself and know my core values, walk with, an walk with integrity and have those things so that when crisis comes, crisis is inevitable. Yeah. You are going to have it. But when it comes, then leading through crisis. So a couple of the bigger stories that I have, one in particular, we went through a high-level ethical, moral crisis in 2018 as an organization at our highest levels. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't involving me directly. It involved my counterpart. But from that, I will say, how did I lead through that crisis? I actually think the biggest lesson that I could give or encourage someone is not the tactical or the strategy or, or it was like you said, it's working your way up to it. Mm -hmm. So that because I had a high level of trust and accountability with the team, that I was able to come out quickly whenever things started happening. And I didn't try to cover it up. Didn't try to cover anything up. I said, this is exactly what's happening. Um, this is what's happening. This is what I've learned. This is when I learned it. This is, this is when I learned this. I'm still uncovering. I put in new reporting mechanisms to see if there was anything else to be uncovered. I think that might be a wise step if I was just giving, how do you lead through crisis? Get all the information you can, even if you don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. That would be a practical step. Yeah. <laughs> Get all the information you can, even if you don't want to hear it. Encourage people to, not just encourage people to say like, you know, well, we asked. Nope, we put in anonymous reporting lines. I hired a third-party attorney to set up reporting lines for us so that I didn't have anything to do with hearing the news. I just got the reports. Mm -hmm. And then they documented, mm -hmm. you know, they documented it for us so that we could continue to walk with integrity. So I do have lots of stories with it, but I think all of those stories kind of come back to the integrity piece and then not worrying about not worrying about how okay let me let me say this a different way when you're leading through crisis someone is going to be upset with you mm -hmm. you're not going to make everybody happy like in other words even people that like oh well, you know maybe people that are asking you to not walk with integrity can you can we do this or do we have to do that do we yeah. let's just you know can't we can we move on with this this isn't a big deal yes it is and you're not going to be happy with me but i'm going to save the rest of the team mm. you're not going to i think people get in trouble when they try to continue appeasing everyone mm -hmm. and making everyone yeah. like them on the most basic levels be happy with them continue to be their friend continue to be their counterpart and just that's just impossible wow so yep okay he uh says a lot i have to throw this out there okay. uh if you've listened before but he always says like if you want to make everyone happy sell ice cream mm -hmm. and uh we are not in the ice cream making or selling <laughs> exactly. business unfortunately yep uh but i i think about that one a lot <laughs> it's mm. so true yep on here's a follow-up to your clarity comment or value um how can leaders improve their communication skills to get better with their teams or to better connect with their teams? Oh, I was just at Gallup. Jared mentioned this. Okay, so you are coming at me at a, a ripe time. Um, I'm sure all this information is copyrighted. Go to Gallup if you want more information <laughs> on these various topics. But um, something that they talked about, like the entire conference, was the fact that essentially, I'm actually going to throw this out there. I'm not going to try and be too long, but... Um, this is super interesting. I want to say it was like 72% of employees were engaged in 2020. 2020 specifically. It was something like that high. Don't quote me on that, but it's that high. Today, there's like 23% of employees actively engaged in their companies. 
And they did a lot of research, like, well, what, why, how, like, what's the dip, what's the change? And there's a couple different reasons. They talk a lot about hybrid work. They talk a lot about, you know, in office, out of office, benefits, unlimited PTO, all those things we offer, by the way. And um, just a shout out to us. And so it, it was really insightful. But the thing that they found that has shifted the most since 20, from 2020 to today is leadership visibility. So in 2020, my leader suddenly became visible. Well, that's good. I started hearing from them. They were on these videos. They were sending out these newsletters. It was like a weekly kind of mm -hmm. ongoing conversation. I'm, wow, this leader, I never really get to experience it. He's in the office now, and, or he's not, because none of us are in the office now, but he's on this video now. And, you know, there, there was so much more visibility. And sometimes I think we think about communication as a leader and we think about like these one-on-one -on -one meetings, I think one of the best things that you can do to increase your communication, especially your credibility, um, your clarity, and uh, even owning things publicly, like what Jared's talking about, is very much correlation of visibility. And it doesn't always have to be uh, maybe what's in your head. It doesn't always have to be you standing in front of your staff. It can be videos they get of you. It can be newsletters they hear from you. It can be... You know, when I think about the seat that Jared's sitting in here, he's our chief visioneer, our chief vision officer. And um, and he'll do this sometimes in our own method of communication. We use Slack. But uh, he's not in our day-to-day. -day. He's not leading all our meetings. He's not on our, our Monday huddle type things. But he is kind of constantly coming in maybe every other week, every three weeks, just a reinforcing message. Hey, reminder, these are our core values. Hey, reminder, this is what I want to shout this person out for. Hey, this is what I want to thank the whole team for. Like, that is not just appreciation, that's communication. Mm -hmm. And it's also communication when you're not doing those things. Mm -hmm. What you communicate when those things are missing is almost even more detrimental than the success it is to communicate it when, when you want that to be known. So on a, on a company-wide scale, I would say visibility in, in that communication is huge. On a one-on-one -on -one scale, they were saying that, um, I'll keep this one short for 70, for the majority of people, if they uh, rated their manager above a 70%, you know, in terms of engagement, employee engagement, appreciation, whatever, 70%, uh, their manager was higher than that. They were more likely to stay in their role. If it was lower than that, they would leave within six months. It was something along those lines. Okay, great. So one thing that they implemented was that you need to have one meaningful conversation for those who report to you once a week. A meaningful conversation can be one minute to 60 minutes, right? So it, it's not, wow, now I need to set time aside in my calendar to have these individual hour-long meetings with every single person who reports to me. No, but it's one, it can be, there's a lot of different ways to categorize it. You know, look it up yourself. We probably don't have time. But I thought that was insightful because sometimes for me, I think to myself, well, if I don't have anything to update, I might as well not meet with them. Mm -hmm. That meaningful conversation could then just be calling them up ask how it's going, ask where they feel successful, ask where they feel like they're struggling, and that's it. It's a 10-minute meeting, hear some of that. Um, I think sometimes we discount it if we don't have output that needs to come from it, but again, communication is communication. So one meaningful conversation a week, I have even found in this short last week goes a way longer way and shows so much more appreciation uh, to those that you're trying to lead and teams you're trying to build. Wow, that's great. All right, Jared, next one, this is number five. <clears throat> Channel your inner galvanizer on this one. What it, steps buddy. do you take to ensure that your team members feel valued and motivated? Um, number one, I genuinely value them. Yep. 
I, seriously, yeah. once again, operating with integrity. If it's like, I, I think, I think gratitude is practice. I don't think that it's something like, oh, yes, I, if somebody walks up and hands you a million dollars, great, easy to be thankful, obvious. Wow, that's awesome. But I, in the same, it's the, it's the same art of like appreciating little things. So this is where, okay, so what do I do for that? Um, I, so genuinely appreciate, can I just have, actually, can I just have one list, a list of one thing? Um, if I genuinely appreciate someone, the practice of appreciating them becomes better. It becomes easier. But I just don't think a lot of leaders genuinely appreciate people. Mm-hmm. I think they're entitled. I think they think, well, I'm not, I'm the leader you should be, but they're like, I work my tail off for this team. Mm-hmm. They should be thanking me. Do they not realize I the the work that I put in? Like, you know, and so it's like, well, okay, yes, I'm sure they do. But you as you are the leader and the wow. cost of leadership. Sorry, wow. Boom, yeah. boom. Sorry. <laughs> you got the gavel. Okay. Boom. <laughs> but the cost of leadership, it's like parenting. I want my five-year-old to appreciate me, but I'm the parent. I have to be more mature. Mm-hmm. What is a sign of maturity? A sign of maturity to me then is genuinely appreciating those moments. And how do I do that then? I, I sound like a broken record. I know my core values and I think of those, those big things. So for me, I pray and I meditate. What does that do? That helps me slow down. It helps me not get wrapped up in the day-to-day. If you're not doing that, if you're overwhelmed, there's a great quote, if you don't have an hour to meditate, meditate two hours. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you don't, you don't have to worry to use the meditate for me. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you, slow down, contemplate, think, pray. Put it in your calendar where it's like, okay, I am pausing. What that does then, and it gives me time to reset internally so that I actually can appreciate things about people. Mm-hmm. So secondarily, so that's number one, genuinely appreciate people. Number two, don't overthink it. So mm-hmm. what's the best way to do it? Just do it. So mm-hmm. why do I hit people on Slack? Because I'm on an airplane and I'm reflecting <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just gonna put it in Slack right now. Would that be more thoughtful if it came in the form of a handwritten card? Maybe. Maybe should I go out of my way and buy someone a gift to show them my appreciation? I'm getting better about this, but I'm guilty of wanting acts like that to be perfect. So sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'll wait till I get back and I see them in person. and I'll, Or the next meeting, I'll say that in front of everybody mm-hmm. so that people see it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. If you appreciate them, shoot them a text message. Give them, uh, get, maybe write a card. Just, just, just acknowledge it. It's yeah. kind of like Nike. Just do it. So those are my two tips. Yeah. Can it, one more thing I think yep. he does that adds value, because uh, I was thinking about a, a lot of little things, but it equates this bigger overarching thing, is uh, he trusts his employees. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we uh, want to value them, but we also mm-hmm. want to micromanage them. I think the biggest way they feel valued is when they know they're trusted. Some little things he's implemented in our company that even shows that is we have pretty much unlimited PTO time. I mean, that is a sign of high trust. Like you are going to get your job done so much to the fact that I'm, I don't even care to micromanage your time or what you do with it. Um, there's little things like that that I think just show infinite value that go beyond just it's one thing to say, I trust you. And then it's another thing to give these plans and policies also that enforce that. So it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to to enforce it and reinforce it. And um, I think there's just a lot of things within our company you can just see in every decision we've made that like, wow, you can't make that decision without at least a high level of trust. That's great. All right, Anj, number six, it's a process question. So when you have a difficult decision, how do you approach the decision-making process? What And what factors do you consider? <laughs> I just answered this question a couple of days okay. ago. And I have to uh, credit a leader that um, I know 
uh, who happens to be sitting across from us <laughs> on this. I, I actually think it might have been um, that it's that Getting Things Done book, David oh, yeah. Allen. I think it Great actually book. might be originally from that book, but I first heard it from Everything's Jared. Uh, so, <laughs> so do, defer, delegate is how I, you can use that in a lot of different things. I use it in decision making. Um, I have a lot of decisions to make in a day. I'm actually trying to have less decisions than to make in a day, but there was a time there where I was having a lot and I would first just sit down. I, I had decisions almost like a to-do list. Like that's how long it was like decide this, 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 this. Okay, great. Um, I look at the list and I would decide, is this something I need to do or decide? Is that me? Do I need to do that? So that's my do list. Is that something I can defer? So if, we, if we're in March and our staff retreat is in my mind and we need to make a decision on it, that staff retreat isn't until August and we don't need anything done on it now, can I defer that decision? Yes, it is. It is not time sensitive. No one needs an answer. They made me demanding an answer on that. But when I think about what I know needs to be done, they do not need an answer on that today. For my sanity, I'm going to defer it. So I'll defer that decision making. And then um, the last one would be delegate. Is that is this actually a decision I need to make? Jared and I go back and forth on this all the time. Like, is do I need to make this? Do you need to make this? What is it? Um, and I'm just finding more and more like, you know what? Because we're because we're talking about trusting our team. Like, I don't even need to make this decision. I'm going to give that to our director of sales, and they're going to go ahead and make that call. I don't know what conference we need to give to. We need to go to. I'm going to turn it over to our sales team and let them decide. It does not need to take space on the do's of my decision-making list. That's great. All right, last And that, that is Getting Things Done by David Allen, by the way. He yeah. got the reference right. Yeah. Great book. That's great. I need to check that out. All right, Jared, last one. Let's do it. Um, you talked a lot about, like, the inner person. Yep. Uh, I think this one's a little more maybe tactile. Okay. What advice would you give to aspiring leaders who are looking to enhance their leadership skills to make a positive impact in their fields or organizations? I got my answer for you right now. It doesn't matter what field, especially, this is for all ages, but I especially like giving this to younger leaders, people who are, and when I say leader, I mean everyone. You are a leader. You have influence. You can build your influence. So let's say this is my first day on the job. I just graduated college. I want to make an impact here. What do I do? You got to bring some combination of one or of two things. One, the easiest to control is energy. If you want to be a better leader tomorrow, bring different energy. I don't mean be spastic. I don't mean be out of control. Like, okay, I'm just going to go crazy. No, 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 no. I mean, think about how you are moving. Think about how you are interacting with people. That is a different level of energy. So it might be like, well, actually, I, I don't go around and talk to everyone. Maybe you do. Go around and introduce yourself to people. That's a different energy. If I'm sitting in a room, think about this way. If we're sitting in a room and we're looking around and we're not sure what we're going to do, and one person, let's just say it's 20 people, nobody knows anybody, we just got, we just showed up today. One person stands up. Mm -hmm. Just by standing up, they're the leader of the room. Yeah. Why? Because they brought energy. Wait, so we're all looking, okay, that dude's standing up. What's gonna happen? Oh, now she stood up. Oh, now she's talking. Oh, wow, that's just energy. So I'm encapsulating all that action as energy. And the second one is knowledge. Mm -hmm. Bring energy or bring knowledge. Knowledge being, if you are, if you, to answer the question, how do I be a better leader? Whatever your craft is, whatever your field is, learn more. Sometimes you can combine the two and ask someone who's been there longer. Hey, you've yeah. been in this field for 10 years. I just started today. Can I grab coffee with you? And you, I'd love to know what makes a successful sales rep here in this company. I'd like to know what makes a successful for our facilitator. What makes a better speaker? And grow in that knowledge. Read a book. Listen to a podcast. Yeah. Gain knowledge. And then when you combine those energy and knowledge now you are really starting, you're getting traction and respect as a leader and people will start following you. That followership is influence. Yep. 
That's great. Seven questions. I mean, Chad, we did it. You, Nailed it. it. It was decent questions. Thank oh, you, robot. Decent you, questions. You, oh, let me, you sound judgmental of the robot. I didn't like the robot's follow-up on that one, I will say. <laughs> it yeah. was just reworded. Saying, it yeah. wasn't follow-up. Yeah, it just reworded. Reworded with two more questions. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just not the best prompter, but uh, we'll get there. Hey, that's a whole other leadership lesson <laughs> yeah. for another day. If you're yeah. not getting the responses you want, ask better questions. Yeah. So think about the things we said. Roll with it. Think about it. Wrestle with it. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? You can let us know and go out there and be a good leader. 